this is gonna, a little bit different episode. Tim, you've got a game we're going to play. So, uh, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about me, but uh, you're going to hear a lot of Keith Randall. <laughs> the so name Keith the Randall name Esquire. Keith Randall. Yeah. So every time you hear Keith Randall, you need to take a drink of something. Preferably a shot of something strong, but if you, you need say, to take a drink. If you say Keith Randall three times really fast, snap your fingers, spin three times. You'll be sued. <laughs> <laughs> Not only. You'll be in litigation. Well, you'll yeah. be subpoenaed right away, but suddenly you will only be able to play elves. Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. Join your hosts, Mark Zylinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Tim Smith, the uh, champion of America. From you are the champion of America. Clash of Kings. Freshly Adepticon. minted off of uh, Manticon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got me. I gotcha. You know a, you know a sore wound and how to I do. put salt I in do. it. Freshly minted off of Adepticon 2019 Clash of Kings here in the U.S. in Chicago, Illinois. Yep. We have just completed the Blue Seed Brawl number three. Number and you three. have been all three. Been all three. Let's just touch on that real quick. You had yeah. a good time? Love this event. Hope it comes back next year. It see will. what you got. We, we got a venue situation. Obviously, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. We Originally going in, I was like, I want to do something different. You know what? The opening ceremony sold me that, yeah, this is, yeah, what, this is, if it ain't this broken, is, the, this is the thing, right? Don't try to fix it. Exactly. And this is one of those few events that it hit its stride year one. You didn't it didn't seem like you guys knew exactly what you wanted to do with year it. Year one was a little wonky. There it, was there was some stuff, but it we, came together. It came together, yeah. And then it's just been smooth. And then sailing. second and then this year's been really smooth because last year we did all the hard work and this year it was just like, okay, just change this number, this number. Yeah, we know what we're minor doing. Minor tweaks. Here you go. Yeah. Keep it keep it fresh. What did you think of the spells? Course. Were they worthless? Most games we did forget to use them. Right. Because we need to give you cards. You need cards. You yeah. need something you can hold in front of you. But the last game we played, uh, Mark yes. and Mike, we used all six spells. You agreed every turn. We agreed to use a spell. We have to use one spell. And actually, that made the game super fun. Instead of just the one use, one per game, here's a few spells. Use them how much you want, when you want. Did you give you more spells, maybe? I think the same amount or a few that you can use multiple times, but. It made it fun because we looked for ways to use them. And when we were looking for ways to use them, we're like, what about if, because I mean, obviously some of the spells are very situational. Oh, super right? situational. And so I'm wondering, just give you the same spells uh, and then just say you can use one per game. Yeah. And, but it, it can be the same spell. Like the, the terrain moving spell probably was the most useful if you could use it in all the games. Right. Then the the spell where you can cast a wall in yeah, front of it, a player. Board. The uh, Devil and Reroll would always come in handy. Yep. But then losing Nimble or... That wasn't unit, really that big. Making or, a unit shambling. Or changing the... Well, the shambling, the, one, the shambling one actually cost two games. It, and the top table, uh, it, it it was a deciding factor. They were well, I guess to, you could, if you play it right, you can make your own unit shambling. That's what they did. And you can search. You take a unit that can fly. Yeah. A hero, a big hero character. Fly him his 20 inches, get his one pivot, and then shamble into something that doesn't see it coming. Yep. But, uh, so there, I mean, that, and that's there's the some opportunities for, for if you build it, they will you know, come. if you read those packs before you come to an event. Well, that's true. Uh, but know, nobody, never, nobody reads never, packs. No one does it. Well, let's touch on Adepticon. Yeah. So what was the thought process? Why did you want to go to Adepticon? There's a few things that went into that decision for me. One, a year and a half ago at Forge, the first Forge, I won, and this ties into Blue City, two units of trolls and a troll bruiser. Prize mm-hmm. support from Manic. First Manic models I ever owned. First Manic models I ever painted. 
And, and you like yellow. I love yellow. So if you haven't seen the trolls, I got to get some good pictures of them put up. But they're perp- they're gray, purple skin, yellow armor. Mm-hmm. Special school bus awesome. army. They look great. I love them. And I was experimenting with yellow. But it was Blue City year, year two. Me and my teammate Will, the first year we just brought like a lot of people. The army's off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I Missing sat- that opportunity to build something. Right. right? And because, again, we didn't really know what the event was. It, it, like, you, like we said, it didn't hit its stride on what, what we, people could expect. So we sat down and we're like, hey, I got these units. I really like them. I want to paint them. Let's build this army. Let's play this army. So that's what that's how that got started. So I already had a thousand points of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, word came out that Manic wanted to make this event a lot bigger, you know, their premiere event. They wanted to get people to bring Manic armies and reward that. So that got the ball rolling on, okay, I need to add to this mm-hmm. this goblin army, these trolls. And then finally, the last thing that sold it. So I had these manic trolls. I already started painting them for Blue City. Um, they wanted manic armies. Shannon Shoemaker was running the event. Mm-hmm. That's and, a great, great combination. He's and, a good guy. And really, oh, I'm, I'm upset more Southeast guys didn't come to Adepticon this yeah, year. It's embarrassing. It's because <laughs> Shannon, while living in Chicago... More or less comes to every Southeast event. I think he'd been he'd been to Blue City twice. He comes to. Uh, I think he just came to that once. Oh, year two. But yeah, but still though, he's been he, he's driving what, of Augusta, hours? which yeah. is too far for me normally. He'll drive. He'll leave work on a Friday night at eight, six to eight. Drive thirteen hours somewhere, play, go to bed. You know, Saturday night finally get some sleep and win and still win an event. He's been to ATC. He's mm-hmm. been to. TNT, Sword so of many things. And so we, we owed him, right? We yeah, owed him. I, and I told people, I was like, you know, he's been to our events. He's a great person in our region. We need to go. So right. hopefully and next year we can get more people. And also, did things to incentivize us going by making it a qualifying event. Right. right? So, it's not out of region. It's just a straight up qualifier. Yeah. If you went from our region, it was an in region event. Um, it didn't take up an out of region spot. So we did things yeah. to get it to go. Exactly. But, but it was you, Keith, and Brian. Brian. And then Robert Brandon. If you he doesn't count. What region he doesn't count for. anymore. He's dead to me. Which we love. That was that was who I drove up to Adepticon with. Met him in Nashville. Right. Brian drove up Friday morning to Nashville, and we all hit the road. Before we get into it, because I'm going to give both of them a lot of crap as we talk. Oh yeah, especially Keith, right? Especially Keith. I mean, yeah, you got to. There's not. It's not often I have something I can lord over him. So and you have like a year to do that. I'm. He's going to get it. He's going to be worn out. But for two traveling compatriots to go to an event with, couldn't have picked two better people. Mm-hmm. My first jab at him, though, got to work on them lady bladders. Every 45 minutes, we're stopping to take a pee break. Come on, guys. <laughs> and that's with them being dehydrated. Right, right. Um, but no, I love traveling with them. Great talking with them. And my first time going to Adepticon. Right. I had What'd no you idea what to expect. So I heard, apparently, that was a, was that the first year or second year at that particular venue? It used to be. No, it's, it's probably the fourth time at oh. that venue. I've heard. Because I think it started in 2015 was the first time there. So okay. 2015, 16, 17. And then 19. Yeah, 16. 16. I don't remember. It's well, been there a few years. I've heard the whole, But it's out of, out of space. I've heard the, the stories when it was at the other venue yeah. and the parking was horrible and the yeah. hotel was well, horrible. Well, it's back to that now. Is it? Did you not have problems finding places to park? I had no problems. Because you came park. really early. If you go Just, in the afternoon, like I showed up on Thursday afternoon, picked Jeff up, Jeff Swan up at the airport. We mm-hmm. got there like 1, 2 o'clock. There's no parking, dude. We had to park on the back side of the building. Yeah, I never had a problem with parking. That's good. When did you guys show up on Friday? We showed up on Friday. We got there about 8 at night. Okay, that's So people thing. were leaving. Yeah. But we didn't stay at the venue. You stayed we where? We couldn't, because we, we got a hotel late. So we stayed at a hotel across the street. Right. On the other side of the highway. And there's parking there. So we had to drive over. But that's okay. Morning. It works out. But we still got, I, I didn't think it was that bad, but 
Maybe I just had luck of the draw on that. Yeah. Well, if you get there early enough in the morning, it's before all the 40K guys get there. Yeah. So Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I got there at like, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock mm-hmm. to help with the tournament. And there are spots if you get there early. And that's something next year. I'm definitely going again. I want to go and enjoy the I extra think, day or you know, two. Chris Bowen other in, our, in our region, he's planning to go to Didicon next year too. Boom. Possibly. But I want to go, you know, enjoy the stuff they have planned on Thursday, Friday, actually taking the whole experience right. instead of treating it like the bing, bang, boom, two-day right, GT right, in and right. out. What, is your, what was your uh, – when you went into Adepticon, you see the pageantry that is, I don't know, 6,000 gamers yeah. playing. I mean, 250, 40K, I think 1,000 in the ter- team tournament maybe? Yeah. There's, four, there's like 250 four team, four player teams. It's crazy. Yeah. And then two over 200 at Age of Sigmar and almost 300 at X-Wing. I mean, it's – the scale is bonkers. So give me your you so, walk in, what are you what are you thinking? When you walk in and you see the registration booth lets you know how crazy this is. Because yeah, you got there Friday night, right? Right. So mm-hmm. they've got So it's probably busy. It's lines of people. They're all waiting to register. It looks like a dragon's hoard of treasure. They're giving out did all these games. Did you get the premium bins. bag? No. Are I you going to get one next year? I will cuz I did not know to do that. Okay, I you got to sign up early though cuz I think they they limit it to like 1500. But it's like $100 for the ticket? Uh, no, it's your ticket was what, $50? Yeah. Add like 35 to that, and so, that's the premium bag. So 85 bucks, and you yeah, get like so $300 worth of stuff. At least. It's ridiculous. I saw some of the stuff people were getting. It's like you're getting whole board games yeah. from companies. Just, yep. Even even GW gave away stuff. Yeah, I got a bag. GW. Uh, well, Chris is now the fine owner of uh, We Made a Trade, and uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah, it was like a Night Spire or Night Shade. What is it? The Shadow Spire? Shadow Spire. Shadow Spire. Shadow Spire. Uh, whatever it is. Game? Yeah, so it's a box set, sleeves, dice. And it was crazy. And then Cool Me or Not gave the starter for Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, you're getting it's a $100 three, dollar game. You're getting $300, $400 worth of stuff. So. Easily, for $35. Bucks. Yeah. Because you remember, the $50, you're going to pay that no matter what. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the incremental cost. So you basically, you threw away the opportunity to... Take four hundred bucks. Uh, what is that like a hundred? I mean, that's like Ten, a tenfold, tenfold return. Man, that's a return. But on I had no, I didn't even know that was a thing. I when, just bought a when, ticket. But now you do. Now I do, and now next year do. I will be doing. Yeah, that. because I, I debated it because in the past there's been years that it's not been that great, but I mean I, this year and the last few that I've seen they're pretty great. Well, so you're going to the event, you hit the vendor hall, and that's impressive in and of itself. Right. And I've been to some pretty good sized cons, gaming cons, but it's a lot of stuff. The gaming halls. So the biggest gaming event I've ever been to is ATC, which is there like well, that's huge, 200, 40K. 300 mm. people. But when you walk into these two gaming halls. That's a room. Adepticon. Yeah, that's a room. A smaller room at Adepticon. Adepticon. And they had what, four rooms going? Huge, huge. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's the kind of thing where you it, you look like you're looking at the horizon. It's just people just going and going and right. going and right. going. Um, what I really found interesting and one of the coolest aspects of it is there are a lot of games where Adepticon is like their one event a year. These We've talked about that a few times, that if you have some obscure game that may not have a lot of popularity nationally, yeah, this is the place you go to find the 30 people That'll in the country that want to play it with you, whether that's like Epic 40K or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, it's awesome because you, you, can, you can find like-minded people. And that was one of the off-the-wall games. So there was a Gundam game using... Was that the, the one the, with cardboard boxes? Did you see that one? I, uh, nope, no. Nope. Okay, what is this one? This was with the, the Gundam models that people okay. make to put on your shelf and display. Someone made a game so you can take your model and actually use it. Use it. And there were about 30 people sitting around these four tables just playing with their models off a shelf, playing that's, a game. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's just a weird 
weird stuff that yeah. you can see there. That's awesome. Uh, so that was kind of your ex, you know, your initial perspective on Adepticon going in for the first time. Uh, what about the Kings of War event? How did you see it differentiate itself from other events you've been to in the past? So the, the big one's the points level, right? Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, that's a. I like that points level though. It's like that five points makes a big difference. It makes a big difference because you don't get three of things. Right now, that hurts some builds and some armies more than others, but it it mixes up the meta. Um, huge event, sixty players for yeah. the Kings of War, mm-hmm. biggest we've ever had. Uh, I think thirty-five maybe before was the biggest. Yeah. Yeah, Adepti- that was a huge event for Adepticon. Yeah. I think the la- I think last year it was only like 12 or 15. No, it was in the 20s, I think. Or 20s. Yeah, but still, I mean, you're talking about almost triple. Yeah. Right? And you're talking about a game company that is pretty big, pretty well known, and you've got 40K, fan, you know, all the GW games, three, 400 people. Yeah. And this other game store, they got 20, you know, 20 guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, I mean, you've got GW, you've got Privateer Press, maybe Mount, you know, but like, Mantic is getting of a size where we need a bigger people presence. Know it. Yeah. yeah, we need. There's people out there playing, right? So right. Um, there was a lot more than 60 people that wanted to play at Adepticon, but yep. you know we obviously f- sold out. But the fact that we sold out, I think, will will help us uh, get better spots, more spots, additional spots I, next year. I usually see it getting between 80 and 100 next year. Um, they definitely were given a lesser amount of tickets this year because they weren't sure. You have to prove it, man. It's the same thing you're going through with Nashcon. Yeah. You got to get the registrations, get the people to paying. Yeah. And as people paid and registered, I, oh, hey, I, I wonder if that's a Kings of War thing, though. People are just like, wait to do stuff. And, and I think yeah. many people have learned a lesson that, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Uh, I'm probably going to end up missing out on a great event. Yep. Or I'm going to have to go play something else. The tournament pack was pretty straightforward, right? It was it was pretty vanilla. So you didn't have you know special characters mm-hmm. or special rules. The only variation from really the main rule book or missions. Uh, was each scenario had up to three bonus points. Right. And were they Shannon specials? They weren't anything out of the box. Uh, I would say Shannon specials in that they were just average, achievable things. You know, Were they achievable for doing the scenario? Right. So if you're winning the scenario, do you automatically get all the bonus points? No, you could lose and get all three bonus points. Yeah, I like things that are like... Either you you could get... Both players could get them. Or tight play can shift that loss a little bit better. Right. Point by Jake... Chirapika from the Mid-Atlantic, who didn't join us at Adepticon this year. I did not. But they did send their envoy. Yeah, we sent the Alex. And he didn't do very well. As he's been doing. As he's been doing. <laughs> once you once he's hit the top as a master, it's it's, it's downhill from there. It's like the heavyweight champion. You know, he won once and he should let himself go. Yep. He needs to start playing dwarves again, I think. <laughs> Got firm so. back up. <laughs> so what else about the, uh, the rules pack or just the tournament? So it was all just straightforward. Um, I think Shannon... I think he wisely chose to keep things basic and simple, <clears throat> make it open and accessible to everyone. So kind of the back scene stuff, you know, you got the Masters, which is a qualifying event. You got to go to events. It's, yeah, it's got to points. Yeah. You got to, you know, earn your spot with your region. And I think they wanted to go the opposite direction, have this be an event. Anyone could come from anywhere, any basement, any game store, any club, play, compete, win, national title. Um, so... I do definitely think that he approached it with the right mindset. Keep it simple. So any player level could come in and not just be railroaded with special rules, special missions, special mm-hmm. scenarios. Right. Well, how, obviously, we I think we already know the outcome, but let's talk about your yeah. event. I mean, let's. what was in your list? So I ran Goblins was the, the list I started with. Um, but I don't actually like 
goblins. And as I said earlier, I got these boxes of trolls, and I've been building trolls. You've been playing trolls the last two years. At Blue at City, Blue City and mm-hmm. Living Legends. Um, so I kind of got the feel for them. So I just went from there. Um, and Colossal Giants, that's the other key piece here. Got I have three Manic Giants that I'm working on. So and I did want, you buy those via... Uh, I bought them all post the Kickstarter, so okay. I've been hunting the internet for them. Nice. Um, so the well, list, you know a guy too, right? That could, he got me one, but he, you can't get the Frost Giant upgrade. Oh, uh, right. It's not but, a But uh, you might recognize this guy, Jesse Cornwall. Yeah. Had he's one. kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal, I've heard. I've heard he gets unit special rules. That's what I've heard. He does. He's the unit special rule lobbyist right. for Mantis. Well, I mean, I, I thank him every day. I pray to the, the pizza Jesus for Strider. I and mean, you got it, it. And I got it. So Your prayers were answered. Yeah. Representative of a special you. interest group, right? Yeah. Thank yep. you, Jesse. <laughs> uh, so the list starts with three units of trolls, uh, hordes, one with Chalice of Wrath, Dwarven Ale, and then Naked, uh, two troops of Maw Beasts, Fleabag, Rider Sniffs with the Potion of the Caterpillar, uh, the newest unit, and I'll talk about this one here in a little bit, Mincer Mob, uh, Brew of Courage, War Trombone, Flagget Mounted with Healing Charm, Wiz mounted with inspiring talisman, two mincers, two colossal giants, and a new formation, carriages of carnage. So 1995. Basic idea here is uh, these goblins aren't shooting you off the board. They're coming over to punch you in the face. And you got a lot of big griblies with them. You got a lot of big griblies. And talk a little bit. Um, one of the keys, again, was this was a mantic event. Wanted mantic models, mantic armies. Mincer Mob was a new unit. Yep. They don't have a unit for a while. They, you made so you got to make some stuff, but yeah. I noticed your conversion's amazing. It's using yeah, goblin it chariot really kits, right? Yeah. Uh, and you've got some mincer pieces that are the, mm-hmm. the drill bits in the front. And stuff. So we did what I did was I didn't just want to take two mincers, build two mincers, right. put them down. I felt like I felt like goblins weren't going to do that. They were going to build some huge yeah. monstrosity. So let me ask you, uh, you know, you didn't you didn't follow in others' lead. You didn't actually have other people build the mantic units. You you No, built, or paint them. You no, built them I and painted them yourself. Did, did okay. the hard work myself. That's fantastic, Tim. I appreciate it. You know, anyone who does that should be applauded. The others should be shunned into the corners of the community. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, Why do you keep looking at me? <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> no You're our sub in for someone very special. <laughs> yeah. Um so that I, but you know, some might say, "How much does he love Mantic models to go ahead and build the same unit again?" With the Mantic? same army, yeah, the same army twice. I, I feel like that's more of a winning strategy, like that. And I'll get into that because I have some thoughts on that too. But what I, one thing I'd notice from Fantasy to Mantic, you don't see a whole lot of conversions with Mantic models right. or units. Mm-hmm. And I thought this, the Mincer Mob, was a great opportunity to buy only Mantic models. Mantic bits and put together, and it's I think something you can do, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's it seemed achievable. It's not crazy. Yeah, it's not. You're making a giant chariot mincer thing. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's two chariots <clears throat> being pushed by boars with the two heads of mincers on either side, and then the uh, war machines for the goblins and Empire Dust have these little right. grindy wheels, mm-hmm. you know, glued together. You got this big grinding wheel on the front of it, and it looks looks cool, good. I love I like the way it matches it the rest out. of your army too, very well, and. That was something I. That was one of the challenges I set out to myself before going to Depticon was I want to make a cool, converted mantic right, unit, right? Because you don't see it, and I want people to. As soon as the Mincer Mob came out, people were posting all these pictures from like War Machine models and or Privateer Press models, like look at this cool thing, or look at this yeah. cool model. It's like, what can you do with mantic? Let's try to see what we can do. Yeah. With that. Well, I mean that's something we always challenge, right? We want to do more with the mantic models and see because I mean they're not. They're getting better. They are. They're getting better. You can't you can't say they're not getting better. They they were in a pretty rough spot with some stuff. 
But all in all, they're getting better. We need to encourage people to use them, buy yeah. them. And I, and I would yeah. ask you, do you think it worked, the encouragement of the plane ticket and a hotel airport? Yes. I mean, I know you're a little biased. I am a little biased, being the person but that I mean, wanted. You saw the number of armies there. Yeah, it, it was 75%. A, it was a lot. I mean, you had people like Robert Bannon who I didn't think he painted armies anymore. Right. Yeah. I just figured he pulled the same army out, and this week it's Abyssal Dwarves. Next week it's Bissels, and the next week it's... Well, you've heard his, his theory on it. You know, the, the game's all bases. So as long as he knows what the base size is, right. rough estimate, you could right. have a dwarf in the middle of the thing. Right. So, you know, but he did ogres, and he right. painted all new ogres. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's awesome. And he ran into the same problem I had. The Mantic Giant is just so huge and detailed... Takes a long ...that he didn't time. want to rush painting it for the event. Yeah. So, so you list, ended up doing a different model. So that was your one non Those are my model. two. My okay. two giants um, were my two non-Mantic models. Were they... Reaper Bones or what? No, GW. GW. So old. GW. The old GW. So they're yeah. both converted, um, old GW models. When I go to the Clash of Kings in the UK, I will have the manic ones done. Yeah, because Ronnie gave you some, some shtick about that. He right? did a little bit, but he understood too. I was like, I painted most of this in the last month and a half. Right. I didn't want to rush right. those models. Right. He's like, well, yeah, that's fair. He put, Yeah. He did it in a British accent yeah. though. And they were bought and they're sitting on my shelf. So yeah. that counts, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Purchasing is half the half the battle, right? That is, that's all they care about. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> no, they want nice pictures so they can share it and convince more people to purchase. There you go. Which so, doesn't make sense why Greg Salamanders aren't on their website somewhere. I know, really, right? Um, I guess submitted. they have to compensate them, though, if they use this picture. Yeah, you gotta uh, know they wouldn't. You got to send <laughs> them an email being like, that. just use them, please. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your games. It was a five-game event. Uh, it was five games. And it was three and two. Three and two, and it initially yeah. was that because they had... I think they started like 30 tickets for the event, and they just slowly added more and more yeah. and more. So we ended up with 60 players. And at 60 players, five games, you run the risk of having two undefeated players at the end. With five that, games, That yeah. may not it's have a big, It's a big event. And had he known he was going to get to 60, we probably would have played six games. Yeah, maybe four uh, and two. Yep, it would have been Because Sunday is, you, they want us out of there but early, mm-hmm. so. And people want to get out. You know, like, we yeah. had an eight-hour drive back to Nashville. Yeah. You know, we want Well, Shannon did a good that. job, though, I think, in terms of uh, pacing and stuff. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but I think he did a good job. Yeah, all in all, it was, and it goes back to he kept it simple and easy. Here's an easy schedule, simple schedule, keep up with it. Not a right. whole lot of ec- extras. Um, but yeah, so game one, uh, I played a player I never played before, Grace Patterson. Yeah, she's uh, Steve Malone's significant other. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, out of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, with an, she was playing Undead. Um, I was, I had not yet really, I played one practice game with my list against Robert Brandon. Right. Um, playing one of the new scenarios, Rays. And mm-hmm. this was a disastrous game for me because I was playing Rays completely wrong. Because you're going to incrementally, progressive scoring. Start yep. from turn two, you're going to start scoring points and, potentially. Well, you destroy them as soon as you control your turn. And then that's it. So you can move on and you get your point, you move on. Yeah. Well, I thought it was the, the other mission from Clash Kings 18. The, uh, ransack or something where you just de- you can choose to destroy them. Scour, scour, yeah. yeah. Where you can choose to destroy them. So for the whole game, I had two, both my giants each sitting on one one point token. You know, one over here, one over here, just guarding it. And at the end of the game, I count them all up, and she had destroyed her tokens like she was supposed to. And I thought, well, I guess she doesn't want me to get them. Is why she's destroying them. So we get to the end and we count the points. And I'm like, yeah, I got four points, and uh, you got two points. And she's like, no. I just I destroyed this one and this one, so I have four and you have four. I'm looking and I'm like I'm like that's not right. I get out the pack, I read it. And I'm so like, it was a draw. It was a draw. So well, but I drew game one. But that's not a bad thing, right? It turned out not to be a bad thing. But literally, I texted the the group chat and was like, "I'm ready just to go home. We're done. This is it." And because you you know, 
what changes is you have a plane ticket. You know, you have a trip thing. You have a plane ticket, three yeah. nights in a hotel hey, on the line. We're not X-Wing. We're not going to have 300 players in a half drop after like three games. Come on. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. But it's a, it adds a big weight to the event of like what you could potentially win. And right. when you have that realization like this is it. I just lost it. Um, so, but all in all, it was a great game. It was clean. It was fun. Um, a lot of moves made me think. I think I did a few things that made her think. Uh, but like I said, it ended up as a draw on attrition on bonus. I think I got 12 points. So it nice. came out a little bit better than a 12 draw. out of 20. Uh, yeah, 12 out of 20. Um, so I was kind of out of it thinking like, ah, oh, this isn't, you know, now I can just relax, have some fun. Uh, so game two, I played James Black and his ogres, which were. Where's he from? Uh, Midwest, I believe. Okay. Um, ogres, what you're getting to earlier was probably one of the most common armies, probably the most... Well, I think there's a there's a, a barrier to entry that's lower. For ogres. Yeah, because you have less models to paint. Mm-hmm. And the ogres are bigger, and I think, I think they speed paint better, maybe? They do. And I think for the quality of the army versus the amount of units Manic makes for them... They're a good army. You can They're, put yeah. a good unit... Yeah, you good can put a good-looking army together. I agree 100%. So there were a lot of ogres at the event. Um, but he was playing your basic, you know, boomers, warriors... Gracamac and a giant. Mm-hmm. And we were playing... But no chariots. We were playing push. That was the key. Yeah, no chariots. No chariots. We were playing push, and he took Fleabag Rider Scout Regiments. Well, on this piece of terrain, on this table, you had a piece of impassable in his deployment, a huge forest, and a piece of impassable on my deployment. So you basically had one foot of the board, an alleyway just blocked off from the rest of the board. Right. He had his scouts there guarding that that alleyway. So I went heavy with trolls, mobbies, and both giants. And I just pushed my three tokens across over here. And he moved his three tokens over on the other side. And the little bit of shooting I had was able to just keep plinking away at him and keep plinking away. Yeah. To eventually in the last turn, I killed him. So he lost all his tokens and I could steal the center. The or yeah, the one in the center. Um, I like the hand gestures you've got going on here. Away and you've I've got talked with my hands. Audio is not out. my medium. I need to. We know we've it. listened to the podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I won that one. Was feeling pretty good. Um, the Mincer Mob in both games. Uh, it has the new unit smell on it. People don't quite know what to make. That, of there's it. A, there's mm-hmm. a benefit to the first time somebody has run across it. Uh, you just in don't the past, know you know, to... Mangler Squig was one that's come up with people's yes. repertoire. Right? Mm-hmm. What does it do? Well, and us Mincer Mobs, I don't know. Well, that, I lost that with the Herd as people started playing Herd more often. The, the first time I was playing Herd, no one knew what Stampedes <clears throat> really were, what they could do. Mm-hmm. And then they learned real quick. And they learned real quick. And the same with the Mincer Mob. Is yeah. it on paper, you're like, oh, it's got low nerve, you know, blah, blah, blah. but it hits like a ton of bricks. Yeah, so you're 1 0 oh, 1? 1 0 oh, 1. Yeah. Uh, game three, I got to play on the live stream so you can watch. Watch that if you want. Yeah, that's Amy Stamper's E Adventures on Facebook. E-Adventure. Mm-hmm. And that was versus uh, Bill Harvat. Oh, Bill Harvat. Yeah, mm-hmm. Omaha, Nebraska. Did you pound him into the ground? I did. Yeah, because he, he's not very good. In fact, he doesn't really <laughs> play Kings of War. He plays other, you know, like I, I jokingly, I'm, I'm just waiting for him to go back and play bolt action some more. Hey, I'll give him this. His army's beautiful. It is nice. It's Abyssal's uh, lime green, and then you had my uh, yellow ogre or yellow trolls coming across the board. It's popping, bro. So you could see like everything on the table. So it's the Jolly Rancher table. It was. So that was – so game three is on the live stream. The other thing I think having such a big plane ticket on the line causes was people played a lot more cautiously. Mm. Everyone at every level of play 
yeah. was more was a lot more cautious of I need to make sure to win. They don't want to make the big mistake. You don't want to take make big mistakes, you know, like playing the wrong mission the first game. <laughs> um and I feel that I that played into my played to me better in all three of my games so far. Because he had he had the speed. Well, you're an aggressive player. Right? I am aggressive. Like, so I take I, risks. I've played you and you know, you're like here, come get me. Mm-hmm. And when I know people are, are not going to be aggressive, I'll push even harder. Right. So, like, Bill, Bill, we played a great game, but both of his – it was eliminate. He kept both of his um, greater abyssals. He never pushed them in. He his kept arch dancing fiends. them. His arch fiends. He okay. kept dancing them around the flanks and the sides. Mm, and they're so expensive, you need to get them in. You need to make their points back. But it's eliminate. He doesn't want to lose them mm. either. But that just allowed me to – mincers, by the way – Best chaff in the game, because I would just I would charge my mincer straight at him at maximum speed, and keep my colossal giant far enough back to where the couldn't be f- charged by the archfiends. Mm-hmm. But if he charges the mincer, I can counter with the giant. Mm, that's nice. But then he just and mincers back- are height four, right? No, height three. Height They're three. like okay. a chariot, basically. Yeah, okay. But he would, you know, and then he would move them back so the mincers couldn't get them, and I would just keep moving mm. up, and eventually, you know, I'm pushing you into the corners or pushing you out to the sides. Um, but great game if you can watch it on stream. But I did win that on Eliminate. Um, was able to chaff up his Harlequins or Heliquins, take them out. Those of are rough, man. They hit you. Yep. They're, they're mounted suns. They're I mean, they, exactly yeah. cheaper. Like they're like five or ten points cheaper. Yeah. Came to the end of the end of the game, and his only option on killing a unit, he had to shoot off one of my Eliminate units. That's tough. Which by the end of the game, it's like, well, look, you cost yourself that one point. So right. there, that's what it is. Absolutely. Um, so, what was the final score on that one? Do you remember? No, I don't. But it was a, a big win. win. I had it was a big win. I would all my wins. I got big wins. Right. And you uh, had a draw. Then that's a draw. Pretty good. We're, we're foreshadowing there. So let's see. That's the end of day one. Yeah. What did you do Saturday night? We had a good time. By the way, I know Saturday. I know Friday night you guys went to Portillo's. Yeah. As well, we saw you there. You guys, I think you guys just we just there. gotten in. Yeah, we yeah, got in, yeah. checked in. You were a little anti-social. You didn't really want to hang with us, so you had like it was own. a rough day of driving. I understand. Super I rough understand. day. Well, then we decided to try to get a big group together and go to the pizza place. Um, like Luminati's? Yeah, or the deep dish pizza place There's there. a bunch of them, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, so we got there, and when you go there, you know it's an hour. You like you order your pizza, and it takes an hour to cook it. Yep. So we knew that going in. But when but we got there... There's like a, a wait to even get to the table. It was a two-hour wait to get to the table. Wow. Right? So and it's a three-hour Three-hour ordeal. So you decided, no. So we hit up everybody, and then... Unfortunately, that caused everyone just to kind of splinter oh. out. But we went to a Mexican restaurant nearby uh, and then just came back to the venue and played games and hung out. Yeah. Did you play Dr. Sonar with us on Saturday night? Oh. I watched people play it. It, it looked interesting. Awesome. Anyways. So, yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun time Saturday night. We had a lot of fun. Which is always the best part of those cons and taking the advantage to walk around and watch some of the other games being played there that you don't see. What about the dealer room? Did you get a chance to go in there very much? Mm-mm. You really didn't go in the other room? No, I, I I went in and saw the vendors. That's what I'm talking about. And you didn't look at them? walked around a little bit. You didn't buy anything? By the time I got to them Saturday night, most of them had closed up shop. I see. Um, and then Sunday was just rush, rush, rush. Like, I didn't even I get see. to go look at the painting stuff. Yeah, cool and that, or not, yeah. That comes back to why I want to go back next year and go for the full four or five days. Absolutely. Get the full experience. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like Austin was what one of the finalists. Yeah, he was one of the finalists in categories. And Crystal Brush, so I think ended up finishing fifth, which is amazing. They're yeah. like, they're like, wait a minute, this is a piece you put on the table and play with. He's like, yeah. They're like, 
okay. Which is what we always say. I'm like, you travel with, and have you ever seen the way he travels with this stuff? It's like, it's literally just in a like tote. a hobo. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like, how have you not hit a pothole or had to take a sharp Dude, turn? Dude, I'm bringing my army home in a table work case and I hit potholes and then freaking miles pop you off the base. You got 10 things you got to fix. Yeah. He, not him. No. Nope. So, day two, game one, Eric Trowbridge. Uh-oh. So this he's was, a tough, he's a tough mutter, man. He was playing orcs. Um, he's good with orcs too. He's really good with orcs. And we were playing, um, pillage, just standard pillage. Um, but again, terrain placement was key for me in this, in this game. He had all these orc hordes. Right. And there was a building eight inches off the one edge. So none of his hordes could fit around it. So I made sure to get a token over there right. worth two points. Uh, but again, the same thing. He took two of the ancient winged slashers. Right. So they're they're pretty solid. Um, right. But just was very cautious with them. And my giants were able to push in with Mincer support and eventually wear them down. Uh, but all in all, it was a good game. Turns one through five. We were just moving back and forth, getting position on each other. We didn't lose a whole lot till about turn four. Um, but we get to turn six. And I'm looking at the table. And I've... It's a tie, but Eric's going last. He is last at bats. And I know he can he'll be able to pick up two units most likely and win the game. So I take a troll horde and charge it off of a two point token. Because there's a three point in the middle, two twos and four ones in the, the special pillage scenario. Um, charge them off, move my mincer mob up to protect. Um, so he now is winning. Even if he does nothing on his turn, he's won. Um, but my trolls were able to kill his uh, Godspeaker, which is key for when seven comes up because of their positioning. So turn six, he moves. He's won the game. He's, you know, feeling he's happy. Like, he's like, don't have roll turn seven. He's like, I love it. And he's picking up models. He's done. And I'm like, whoa, we got to roll a dice. Yeah. He's like, Who, no, it was his turn. His turn. So he so got to roll. So he rolled the dice. I have a question. Have yeah. you ever had anybody... Watch you as the top player inadvertently roll the dice, not like the result, and then point out that the book technically says the second player, the bottom of the turn, should roll the dice and make you re-roll it. Yes, because uh, I did that to oh my gosh, Sean are, Williams. Or, oh, well, that's fine. It's Sean. <laughs> he, I wouldn't last. He rolled the dice, didn't get turn seven, and I'm like, well, you know, technically, I'm oh supposed God. to roll that that's, dice. That's, so no, look, got turn normally, seven. I'd, normally I'd call you a player but it's against <laughs> sean williams so i guess it's acceptable and you were technically right yeah and, which is the best kind of right and i still lost but <laughs> it's sean williams you can't sean williams sean williams unfortunately. no you can't <laughs> so i was like roll it so he rolled it and i was able to move a giant onto a token i was able to move some flea bag or some mobbies out of charge range onto another token my giant another giant a mincer went on another token and here's the key on the trolls they shimmied sideways two inches and contested the three-point token in the middle. Oh, that's huge. So it was a big swing for me. He had 10 minutes left on the clock, and I think he spent eight of them trying to figure out all the moves he could do to try to push me off. And, and it's just like, you, do. you got nothing. You don't have the charge arcs. It is what you it is. He didn't have the shooting. Like It came down to he had one charge on a giant, yeah. so he needed to kill the giant with... His winged slasher, which wasn't going to happen because it was un unharmed. Right. So even if he did all 12 hits, all 12 wounds, he needed eights twice. Yeah. Not going to happen. And it didn't. And his one godspeaker who was left tried to fireball the mincer in the front. 
So, you know, fours and sixes didn't happen. Uh, so I was able to win that game. Well, that must have caught him off guard. Losing. It did. Because, I mean, he wasn't He doesn't lose it. a lot. Yeah. He wasn't. And like I said, he was picking models up. He was done. Nope, game's turn six. I won. I was like, nope, I got one more. That turn seven is so important. There's so many games I've played where the turn to turn seven either can win it for you or lose it for you right there and then. I would argue that that's why Kings that's, of War is what Kings War. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes Kings of War scenario play. I mean, scenario plays in other games, right? Mm-hmm. But how many games have variable turn length? Yeah, and scenarios. Yep. I mean, it, it's a, well. That's the thing is, it it takes a little bit off of the role to go first because I think it's arguable that in this game absolutely. going second, if you know you're ending on six, is better. So you're three, three zero oh, and, oh, and one. Yeah, one draw and three wins. That's so big. I think this is a key point to then talk to where that draw is now haunting me because my partner that I drove up with, Keith Randall, is still undefeated. Yeah. So you tell me your perspective going into it, and I'm going to tell you my perspective, and then then we'll get into the game because this is going to be this is going to be an interesting so conversation. We're going we're going into the last game, yeah. and I'm looking. We know the, we know the points we've got so far. We've kind of you know math hammered it out. Yeah, and I know I've got them on paint. I know I've got them on sports because elves don't get sports. So we're, I'm trying I mean, to especially think. lawyer piloting. <laughs> yes, as elves, that's that's yeah, a bad not going to happen. And I'm going into the last game. Who's this, Keith Randall? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, tall. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. He is a good looking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going into the last game. I'm playing Night Stalkers with my non shooting elves or my non shooting yeah. trolls. So I'm I'm digging that. But he's going into his last game playing Chris Kapsner and his herd. Yeah. Now herd's my n- normal army. I've yet to beat Keith Elves with my herd. I mean, that's an ideal matchup for him. He should just right. blast them off the table. So at this point, I'm like, I got to draw game one. He's not going to lose this. He's the only other Mantic army that's at these top tables. Absolutely. Um, he's got this. You both win. He's if gonna- we both win, he's got it. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, if he draws, he's got it. I might have it if he loses, but he's playing herd. He's not going to lose. So the mission was it's the uh, it's the loot mission where there's five loot tokens. We played it here, plunder, plunder, mm-hmm. and two of them were two points. So I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to push those off to the side so I could focus heavy on it. And he knew what he wanted to do, which was make sure That's, they were in the middle. About, you're talking about David, yeah, versus David, David Baker, of um, Chicago, yeah, with his Night Stalkers. And in my game, that's what I did. We got two over here, off the wayside, side, worth two points, and then the other ones over here. He completely gave up on two of the one-point tokens and just focused on the center. Three tokens worth five points. So I had a Mobby's pack holding two points the whole game in a corner. So I, I feel like I understood what he was doing. He's devoting his whole army to winning, but he just gave me a little bit of an edge to steal a token from him for the win. Um, and sure enough, Mincers and Giants are just matches made in heaven. Mincers could move up, chaff for the Giants, Giants could come in, wreck face. Um, very close game, but I did win in the end with, I got four of the five tokens. Uh, but again, Keith's playing else. Yeah. So, so what, what I'm thinking going into the games, I'm, th- I'm thinking a lot like what you're thinking is, you're playing David Baker, he's a solid player, he's got mm-hmm, Night Stalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith's playing Hurd, he should beat Hurd. Yeah, just push but, face. Um, a couple things entered in my mind. Keith's history, right? Game five has not been good to Keith. Not not a good game for Keith. Not a good game for Keith. So I thought, well, and it's Chris Capster. Yeah, not you gonna, can't. He's not going to just let you beat him, right? He's, no, he's, he's going to make you play. Um, and then I thought, well, you know, maybe in my head I'm thinking, okay, if Keith 
it's a small victory. You, you, he had like a 10-point lead, I think, on you in mm-hmm. battle. Okay. So going in, I thought, okay, if he gets a small victory uh, or even a draw. Yeah, even a draw. Uh, I think I was like, uh, does it? I I wanted to guess that sports and paint would have made you jump him. So I, that's why I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, I don't think Tim's dead yet. There now, were scenarios. There were scenarios mm-hmm. involved, and the scenario you guys played, I, I didn't really know what to think because with loot, um, you don't really want stuff that shoots as yeah moving and shooting all the, like hordes and elves. Probably better off not moving, and sh- you really just want to hunker down and kill mm-hmm. stuff. The two things that came around to bite him, and he still doesn't know why he quite did this. He put one two-point token all the way to one side instead of in the middle. And then Chris Kastner picked the other token all the way on that side to be two points. So he had a heavy setup on that flank, and Keith is set up in the middle. Now he's got to move his army and redeploy to try to get those tokens. A little bit of a little bit of karma. Keith spent the whole event blizzard wizarding other people's blizzard wizards. Off the table, Chris Kastner rolled up turn one and blizzarded his wizard off the table. So let me let me ask you really quick. Um, so we're, there's like a northeast slash mid Atlantic group chat that um, several of us have, and I don't know since the changes if this has been the same, but the general consensus has been blizzard isn't a spell that we have really been intrigued by. How so? It you, was used to target characters. That's you are missing out. Okay, that spell. Drop some knowledge on me. That spell is made to take out enemy casters and chaff troops. Okay. Because you got two hits on fours doing mm-hmm. D6 blast. Um, I think the averages you're looking at like three to four hits on someone and a couple, you know, then two wounds. You know, right. you're you're getting checks on units. One uh, units that have low nerve, right? Yep, okay, on low nerve. Sense. And then you add on top of that that it's an elf caster. You mm-hmm. get elite, so now so you're bumping up more. potentially one extra wound. So, you know, turn one, you're dropping three wounds on someone's caster. Right, because it's got such a long unit. range. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Cool. And then okay. Other, the other thing is if a unit has piercing native to it, putting blizzard on it, mm-hmm. and now you've got piercing blizzard or okay. giving a caster elite um, or the piercing item. Right. Um, you're investing a lot at that point, but... Well, the yeah, that, that's a I think point. every I think every round of that tournament... There's a lot of Blizzard out there. Mm-hmm. I heard a story of a wizard getting blown off the table, get turn one by Blizzard. So that's the new meta, huh? It's pretty solid. I wouldn't be surprised to see it get nerfed back down to Blast 3 or just even 1d6. Okay. Um, it's pretty good. Um, so that was just it. The things just did not come together for Keith in his game. And so that feeling I had game one, pit of my stomach, this is over, this is done, I've screwed the pooch. But you had him on 15 points on paint, right? I 35 did. to 20, so, but you didn't necessarily know that at that point, right? Well, you just knew we didn't he, know he how specific, but were. you knew that you had more points. Yeah, and that's what we were thinking. I was, I was going into the game. But you could look like, at his army and know, did you think it was a 15-point well, spread? Well, here's the thing is, going into the event, everyone was positive you would cap out. Being Shannon running the event, paint would just be a cap. Everyone would Oh, everybody it. would hit the cap. Would just hit the cap. Right. Well, what was the cap? All right. The cap was 25 on the paint side, and then you got player choice votes. Right, and those added into it? Those added into it. And you so, got more of those? You got, what, seven of those? I seven think? of those. Keith's game ended before your game. When did you know Keith was going down in flames? When Robert Brandon scampered over like a giddy little schoolgirl, and he's like, how's it going? I'm like, it's going. He's like, I think Keith lost. I think he's losing. He's lost. You got this. <laughs> he's like, was that, did, did, that add, did that add more pressure? Yeah, because I still had like a turn and a half or two turns yeah. to go. 
with or and with a seven. So it's yeah, like, yeah. Now I, I can't think well, when go. I watched the game, I think the thing I, that I noticed was that for some reason, David, you mentioned it, people were playing very conservative. Mm-hmm. Dave played very cautiously. Yeah, and it's like you're on the one of the top tables. Push it forward, bro, and, and mm-hmm. make it happen. You know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of like go big or go home at that point, right? You got. And that's what I kept playing. I didn't play that cautious. I was like, I know what I need to do. I'm gonna keep pushing in, keep right. pushing in, and I think. I think that prize had a huge impact on the meta, the games, and the play style of that event. Do you think it was a positive influence or a negative influence? So in some ways, I think it was a little bit of both. Negative in that being such a nice prize, it affected how people played. You know, they were more cautious, probably didn't get as much fun out of the games. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you think their their table manner might have been a little bit less, like, yeah more frustrated when like that lux wins you know exactly what i think happened and you know they're more focused on their game and what's going on versus having fun with your opponent playing a game Mm -hmm. talking you know um conversing so i feel like that had some negatives there positives though you know from 20 players to 60 players it's a huge jump manic armies all over the place at least 75 percent. i bet um my next question though chris capster was on the rules committee and still doesn't have a mantic army yeah, I mean, what's going on with that? They don't make herd. That's all he plays. But he's going he to an event. Else? He's yeah. going to an event, and he literally won the event. Jake, you've you've decided to defend him. Okay, yeah. let's go. So let's go, man. So I think um, until every army is fully represented, I don't think it's fair to try to push people towards full mantic armies. And even then, I think one of the the nice refreshing parts of Kings of War, and I can understand why Mantic wants to push people. Well, yeah, out. in terms of Mantic, if it's their event, so but they're I, paying the ticket. I think they're like, the same way with so, GW, but yeah. like here's here's like the inverse, right? Yeah. If if I was, I don't know, running a D and D event, right? And said, Rob, come play D and D with me. This is going to be amazing. Right, right. Uh, you're going to play, and when you come to my event, the person who I vote the best role player is going to then get to win a full set of handwritten custom campaign. You'd be like, that's an amazing prize. I want to go right. do that, right? And say, so here's. You know, here's the catcher, though. There's 15 different classes. Your seven favorite classes yeah. don't have the things right, right, required right. in order to win it. You can come and play, but it doesn't have it. You go. Well, no, I wouldn't stuff. care. Because, I mean, you're if you're the one providing the prize, I, I'm of the opinion that if yeah. you're setting well, the, pri- yeah. the prize. Well, if you're providing the prize, you're providing the prize. But, you know, like, if you came and you didn't play it, you, if you didn't have, like, let's say you, you need an exact I mean, model. But more so as he's a he's a shaper of the game. Right, right. You know, not having an army that mm-hmm. is you know, from the game. Out, so we're yeah. not embarrassing Chris. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I actually think uh, I think people read into Uncharted Empires too much. Yeah. I, I think I think it is what it is. I, it was a, it was a, it was an olive branch to come over and play. Mm-hmm. They have no intention a, of ever going back and fixing her. That's the problem, though. Once you, give, once you give that that peace treaty, right, yeah. and you say, come here, we've got open borders, and then you take those borders down the middle, you're the dick. Yeah. Uh, I, I, see, I see what you're saying as far as your average normal player wanting to play their goat men. Because I felt that same way. People ask me, like, why didn't you bring herd or make a mantic herd army? It's like, because I don't want orcs with horns. Right. Or skaven or rat, you know, yeah. with. Uh, it's not, not possible racking, with the, the current mantic product to represent all the armies. That I mean, even, humans in particular are a little difficult. Yeah. I mean, I they only have is Basileian. I'll say impossible, right? Like, you yeah, could. Well, I mean, you, you, you could take the Basileian and just call them Kingdoms of Men, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you can There's also. You have. can also take orcs and say they're Ratkin, but it doesn't make well, it right. Well, like, yeah. there I are mean, some people like, that take, uh, like, the Dead Zone version of Vermin. I, yeah, and like and Vermin. And I know there was um there was someone who took, like, Walking Dead and yeah. made them a doubles army for Kings of War. That's yeah. awful. Like, I would rather see GW Miles all day long than, like, at that point. 
I like space. Well, what I don't want to see is you compromise your artistic integrity to fulfill some shoehorn rule. Right. So here's a little here's a little backstory. Keith, we've talked about, built an elf army out of mantic elves Mm -hmm. that mirrored the GW army has. So same exact unit, same build. He so obviously he should have done well at that event because that's what Chris Kastner did. He brought the army he always plays with Mm -hmm. and did well with it. Um, Initially, Keith was going to use the um, dead zone. Elf models. Asterians. Asterians mm-hmm. as his stuff. So use like their spaceship as a dragon and, you know, base it and feed That's it all around. Bizarro that. land. And Did it so, not look good? or the, No, yeah. Shannon was like, no, you, it has to be, you know, fantasy ass. So, so depending well, on. Well, you the, need to make it work, I guess. And he was going to make. And I thought yeah. the theme wise it worked, you know. Yeah. You got Night Stalkers from another dimension. Why not aliens? Right. Um, but, you know, I, so I get what you're saying, Jake, you know. It, yeah. It's, it's that sort of like one, if you have an army legal in the game. Then it's legal in the game, you know. And if it's not represented, I'm not. Well, and, and they're not saying it's not legal, right? Right. They're just saying that they're not going to yeah, give you a I, cash I, prize. Yeah. It, it'd be like yeah. GW, right? Yeah. They're not even going to put you on the stream, right? It, if you it, don't it have, it is funny Mantic though that, that Chris has the uh, the you know rules committee guy does. It is Mantic funny, Harvey, because yeah. he's a flag bearer. He definitely right? has Mantic models. Yeah, he's, not he's in his army. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't paint them. Well, I don't think he said he painted one model last year. Oh, yeah, it's true. Then yeah, he's just running the same. I mean, I. I've told this a hundred times. I'll say it one more time. I build a Mantic army and then I build a non-Mantic and I go back mm-hmm. and forth. I mean, I want to give back to them, but I don't like all their armies. Yeah. yeah. Just like I don't like all of GWs or anybody. Or right? And I want to just do stuff that I like. And so, you know, well, I like tr- the Ogres. I'll that's like my troll army. It's, it's the models Manic makes that I actually like the look and aesthetic of. Yeah. Now for the UK, I might add in a horde of goblins. I might shake things up a little bit. I don't particularly like their goblins, mm-hmm. but you're going to take Ogres. Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's there would be an ogres. Let's yeah, do it. they're just ogres. So we'll see. But I think I think you're. I think I get what you're spot on. But yeah. also being Chris Kastner, representative of oh, the yeah. game, get an army for him at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't feel terribly strongly about. But I also I'm like you know. Yeah, I get. But it. I also yeah. think like if you if you're a good good solid player and you, I mean, some people actually go into that event. I think with an expectation they could with some luck and draws. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a key thing, right? You're, you're, the draws go your way, you could win this event. Mm-hmm. And so I would feel it would gut me if I uh, went to the event with the expectation that I could win it, but I'm not doing what I need to do For to capitalize. Prize. I mean, because I mean, part of the reason why some people are going to that event, not me, some people went specifically for the prize, right? I, Tim, I went because of the prize. I yeah. wanted. I thought that'd be cool to win. And have on the ch- the bucket list of life. Yeah, I want a trip to England and right. went and played a, a board game over yeah, there. Yeah. You know, you won against David. It was it was a pretty decisive victory. It was. And Keith, it was obviously the other direction. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was a big enough loss that that allowed Nick to that he got jumped by two people. Okay, mm. Nick and Jeremy Please, Duvall. Just more salt. Let's just <laughs> go ahead. Rub it. He, in. So he went from third to fifth because of sports and battle. Right, allowed people to sure, jump him. Sure. Or soft But, you know, all kidding aside, that's still a freaking great accomplishment well, in a room of that. I mean, when the, you go four and one in a room like that, the, you're still doing pretty the good. The car we rode up in had me, Keith, and uh, Brian went overall fifth and ninth. Right. And Brian had a good shot at the award tube with his all-mantic gargle Absolutely. army. And he, he was nicking at me on paint, too. He had a ton of... Of player choice votes. That gargoyle right. army just gets let the me, votes. Let me ask you something. How do you feel about players' choice votes giving bonus points? Players' choice, the whole point of it is the idea that players and paint judges look at different things, right? That's why you have a player's choice. But if you're giving bonus points for players' choice, 
aren't you just making paint scores redundant just to have players choice based scores so then? tnt i'll a little preview for tnt the players choice votes won't affect the overall score okay the players choice votes are just for that particular mm-hmm. award and the paint score won't even factor into that. That is just here's the army that the players here think or say they yeah, like the yeah. most right. or is the coolest. Whatever mm-hmm. reason it may be. Right. I want to take this army home. This is the one they got. The, that's how I vote. That's like, how I which vote. army would I want? If you gave it to me, I would be happy to put it on my shelf. Right. Already out the door. So that's how we're doing it. And then you'll have just normal paint sure. affecting your overall. Blue Seed Brawl, the first year, we actually had bonus points in the painting rubric for earning some amount of uh, player's choice. Like, for example, mm-hmm. if you got one, which isn't that hard to do, mm-hmm. you no. just get a bonus point. Like, hey, right. you put in enough effort that you garnered the attention of your friends, and if you got five, you got an extra. But, mm-hmm. but what I realize is, yes, it's 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 neat, but it's contrary. Like, right. pl- we're looking at different things. It, yeah, and also I think... And you're rewarding it. You're, you're giving them extra points. Because if it's a really good army, mm-hmm. they're going to get player's choice votes. I think there's a there's a there's an asterisk next to that. Well, you're gonna right? get some. I'm not saying you get them all. Yeah. You're not gonna win players' choice. Right. But like for example, Austin's army everywhere he goes is going to is going to garner some form of. But I also choice. think with players' choice, there's a um, click isn't the right word, but there's a rep to it, right? Okay. Let's say you and I both know Austin is an amazing painter. If Austin says I'm painting a new army and bringing it to this reputation, event, we are going to go look at that army and we'll yeah. probably spend extra time looking at it and looking for the reasons yeah. why it's amazing. If I don't know, like Billy does it, Rob does it, same thing. But if there's a new guy on the scene who brings his army, we've never heard of him, yeah. and he doesn't know to put his army in the front of the hall, right where the entrance is so people look at it, it's over in the corner, we're not looking for it. It doesn't get the player's choice vote because we go, Austin's got an amazing army. Most players don't look at every army. They wait right. until they're wowed I think there's and vote it. And there's like a yeah. there's a rep and a click to it because it makes it less. It's the same thing with sports, too. Right, right. The other people thing that you, know that you're a good sports player, you're going to get the benefit with, of the doubt. With, at least with sports, though, you do have the benefit of you at least have to play the Correct. people you're voting for. You don't have to look at every army. Right. Well, the other thing I noticed about that is there's not – most events, they're fast-paced. they got a lot going on. You're talking to people – you miss out on a dedicated time to have armies out for people to go around mm-hmm. and look. Right. That happened at Masters for us, actually. Yeah. We, um, because Greg's a vegan. So it's challenging, especially in like southern cities at times, to find food that he can eat quickly that's mm-hmm. near venues. And so at Masters, we voted in the first round. And, you know, John, Greg, and I, a couple other people walked around, talked about what armies we liked, why we liked it, went around, looked at everything. And it was a lot of fun. I really liked doing that. In the second string, when it all got put on the table Mm -hmm. we our lunch was a little bit late we didn't get to vote in it yeah you know and people said well this army this army this is army was on here you should just vote for it i was like i'm not going to vote if i didn't get a chance to look at so yeah it was like six of us who are all really into painting who just didn't vote Mm -hmm. because of that hecticness and that's what i think a lot of people miss especially as events get bigger like blue city is a good size where you can see all the armies you can walk around i I think the problem with blue city though is that we are a little claustrophobic there's a lot of people a lot of Mm -hmm. and it's tough like um John Blakemore was saying, well, how do I get to see all this? You really have to make it a Well, Brian Priority said he didn't see our army because he came over and he's like, you guys want best paint? That's awesome. Did, what did you guys take? <laughs> yeah. You got to put but, it, you yeah. got to make, if you don't make it a dedicated thing, I think <clears throat> at smaller events, it's easier. At larger mm-hmm. events, it gets more difficult. Yes. I like how the Masters, I like what the Masters did this year where, they did, the two, where yes. they did the two I, yeah, rounds of it. Do it. So I think as an event gets bigger, that's something you should do. Mm-hmm. At smaller events, I think that's an unnecessary step. I would agree. Um, but I think, if you what are you doing make, in TNT? 
we are going to do like the masters. Okay, good. So we'll set up, we'll have a specific time on Saturday for people to actually look at the armies early, get their votes in. And I think we're going to do the top five player choice armies. Hmm. We will um, put them all out that night. Okay. And then the paint judge, if there's one the paint judge particularly likes that didn't get a player's choice vote. Then they get to veto in something. They get to put in a six. Okay. And that kind of, I think that was in response to like what you were saying where someone might have a really amazing army but it's over there in the corner mm-hmm. and no one went and looked at it or maybe like it's lacking like a giant display board for instance yeah. so people don't you know it just they don't grab it. it doesn't I have the colors that pop right? are interesting because i think uh as a community we're moving away from display boards for the purposes of paint scoring mm-hmm. but they're still integral to players choice yes yep. right <laughs> and they subconsciously affect paint scoring because for instance lots of places are going to have like does it have a cool theme Right. Display boards helps the theme. put the theme our, our together. Major yeah. for theme, like that. Looking at our army this year versus so last year. So how did you win best painted with? Oh, okay. <laughs> we brought a display board this time. Right, right. That's right. right. You had a piece of cardboard with your army on it. And that was a nice picture frame, and it was wood, which I spent a long time looking for because Greg was playing nature, and so the wood framed the colors. And using you didn't the have army. to paint it either. Oh, my lord! I had to paint the parts in it. Okay, but but, but the but the frame itself is right. natural. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And Smart I, guy yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because he wasn't already painting a new army. For so I had to spend a lot of time yeah, thinking about it. Now he looks like he's handy and does woodworking and <laughs> varnishes wood. Well, on he's already spine. married, so yep. he's taking girls. <laughs> he's taking girls. Yeah, once you see those dance moves. Sorry, it's too late. <laughs> um, so kind of wrap up Adepticon, you know, the, the, the whole process. I mean, what did you – what are your takeaways from Adepticon? I mean, it's a – if you're going to go, my takeaway – or Adepticon is, you know, make it an event that it is and treat the event like it is and try to enjoy as much of it as possible. Don't treat it as just a two-day GT that you you come in, you play, you go home. You're going to miss out on pretty much everything your ticket pays for. You miss on the con part, right? Yeah. And, you know, you're paying a good chunk for a ticket to get in, which isn't much compared to most other GTs, but you're just giving up all that extra like extra stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like at home after Adepticon and I'm watching YouTube videos and stuff at Adepticon coverage of things I didn't see. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, I wasn't playing in the class. And you still miss stuff. And I still miss stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's too much to see. There's a lot. So my recommendation is if you're going to go Adepticon, take it easy your first year so that you can get a lay of the land and Mm -hmm. really, uh, because you can always, yes, there's a lot of classes and stuff and they fill up. I get that. So if there's something you really want to do, Clash of Kings, do it. Yeah. But, like, don't book every single hour because there's things that don't cost anything but your mm-hmm. time that you can't do if you're tied up Don't play five or six events. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As someone who's never been to Adepticon mm-hmm. but I've always sort of wanted to go, what ways does it differ in your mind from a regular GT? And what's the extra selling point? Because it does cost, the, like, basically the cost of, like, two GTs because the hotel is expensive. Oh, yeah. You're paying for the Adepticon ticket, which is expensive. And if you're traveling. Right. Um, so I had never, like, people talked about Adepticon in the past, and I, I was one of those guys that I never really felt the need to go. I was like, that's just a huge mess, mm-hmm. big gaming thing. You know, I can get what I want out of it at smaller GTs. Sure. I honestly think all of those reasons are what make me want to go back next year. Mm-hmm. It's just how many people are there, how many different games are there people you can interact with, meet, um, see different models, different painting styles, you know, with a standard Kings of War GT, you know, even though people paint differently amongst themselves, for the most part, they're all fantasy style painting. You know, you know what you're getting into there. You can go see historical gaming, sci-fi gaming, you know, zombie gaming off the wall, steampunk. Mm -hmm. 
You have cosplayers. Now, you know, while Blue City generally wears costumes at event. So looking back on Adepticon, what did, what, you know, give me your highlights. What were the highlights? Obviously the- winning a trip to England, but I uh, got to meet a couple of the guys you from the You went to Manticope overnight too, though, right? I did. Problem with events like that is if you're only invested in one of the company's games. Yep. You have a lot of the crap that you don't 80% care about. 80% of what they're going to be talking about, you're just like, okay. we're not. They're not large enough. Where they're GW, where you can actually have panels specific to each game system. Yeah, right. I think that's the issue. Yeah, because they had the guys who do like their demo games or their introductory games around the room, and Ronnie would defer out to them, or the the guy that was with them would be like, "Oh well, you know, Bill back here in the corner. We a fire. What's going on?" And then you know they would yell something out, and then they'd go back up front. But no, Manic Night was interesting. I got Brian to pay for my ticket, so I feel like how did you do that? Because he really wanted to go. Because he was Brian was 100% positive they would be doing third edition release information. No. They, they, they don't ever do that kind of stuff. He was sold I mean, I've been to three or four of them. No, maybe three now. And I don't think... they so, just. So he walk out with the sourpuss face. Oh, he, well, not only that, because he bought his ticket and then had to buy my ticket to get me to go well, with him. My question him. is... You got a twenty dollar voucher. Did you give him the twenty dollar voucher? No, I can't. And, uh, <laughs> I actually got his drinking vouchers. And Robert Bannon's, so I got like six free drinks. Out and of that no, what about the voucher to buy in Mantic's booth? Oh, damn, I didn't get that. No, no, you didn't get that for the, because the, the ticket at the door was only $20. Oh. So you, he was only out 20 bucks. You got the Okay, cuff. so you paid at the door. Yeah. He paid, he bought the ticket ahead of time. He paid for my so ticket at the door. he paid 40 Yeah. So I got the cup, the free drink, and then like the mdf stuff they were handed mm-hmm. out i think which are awesome if they are i put them together they're the awesome turn counter the turn counter is amazing loop, i love it the and the, and the objective markers the, the, the flaming the pyre flame, the flaming pyre is awesome from iron Ironheart artisans Iron yeah i've got their siege kit i got the, their whole castle set up it's you? pretty amazing oh, you haven't painted yet yeah i got We've it painted been talking about it. todd I, I think we want to do a siege battle let's do it at uh tnt friday night or, or even they were Saturday. supposed to do one at siege but they never did let's talk turkey though who's gonna run siege of augusta if robert Brandon is stepping down not robert brandon is drew gonna run it i have no idea do we look like keith randall drew will probably want to will probably run it because he's been wanting to run a gt <clears throat> so i i don't see why he, he had wouldn't. the firefly on the books or something and that yeah, fell through or something and that fell through and um, he had gladiator in 2017 um uh, but i don't see why he wouldn't run it right i don't i hope siege doesn't go anywhere it's a great event Especially yeah. at the beginning of the year. I wish it was a little more centrally located. Because even for me, it's a drive. Well, for us, it's an extra three or four hours. You're, you're going across, you're halfway across the country at that point. Yeah. Literally, you're going from the Mississippi to the It's faster to get to, to the the most places in Texas than it is to get to Siege. Siege is probably, how far from you? Uh, so for me, it is five hours from Knoxville. So you add another two and a half to Nashville. So and that's then seven two and, and a half, half from to Memphis. That's like another. So you're looking at nine to ten hours. That's it? We can be in like yeah, you can most be parts just, of Texas. We can be to San Antonio. Yeah, in that same time. In like 11, Dang. 10 hours, yeah. You know, Siege is like 10 hours for me. So Yeah, it's a long ways. TNT is going to be like 12. So. Well, that's what happens when you do an in-region event in another region. Yeah, that's true. Hey, we want to support you guys. And you go through the two states you completely ignore in your region, North and South Carolina. We don't ignore them. They ignore us. I wonder, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've always wondered if, if the, uh, the, dual, take them. the dual qualifier is a positive thing or a negative thing. I think it's a positive thing to get more attendance at events but i wonder if it de-incentivizes the border states that may not have a thing to actually i, well, think, I don't know i, don't I think know. um at least for the mid-atlantic's case it's been really positive because all the community leaders in our area are located in the 
Baltimore, D.C. area. Right. So, like, a couple people in South Carolina, North Carolina, like, we want an event down here. We're, like, driving six hours to run an event for you guys. You have to, you know, you got to do run that. Yourself. And we run that in um, the southeast. There'll be little pockets of gamers that are like, you know, we want something near us. Then run it. Then mm-hmm. run it. But Siege is, for those guys, only, like, five or four hours. Right. Yeah, that's an event for them. They can know, make that. Yeah, that's closer than most of our events. Right. But I like, guess to Raj's point is now that they know they have that event, why would they want to run an event in their area. But here's the question. Does it matter if there's one within driving distance? Well, isn't it better to try to, depending on what you're trying to go for events, if you're trying to go, so because there's like, there's numbers events and then there's, there's I think, flavor events. Flavor events, realistically, you want to stay within that 20 to 40 player base. So like Lady of the Lake, Vanguard GT, this event. Yeah. You really don't want to go past that because you lose, like no one wants to sit through <clears throat> 64 players doing their background at Blue City. Yo, that's, yeah. that's what we talked about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you, it's just too long, right? But if you lose that part, that's half of the flavor of Blue City Brawl. Exactly. But then there's numbers events that still manage to have their own flavor, but they're like um, the the Mountaineers and the um, the Lone Wolves. Um, TNT matches straddle that line pretty well, actually. But with those numbers events, it's really nice if rather than saying, I'm four hours away and I want to create a big event too, you just support that event. Mm-hmm. Because we start cannibalizing each other so badly, because there's there's so many events now. Like we ran into it last year with um Orktown and uh Mountaineer being on the same weekend. There's several Northeast guys said, so, "Well, we're going to Orktown." Yeah, that's reasonable. And it's it's much closer to you. But that's also when your two regions combines about the area right of the it. southeast right. or you know the Midwest or yeah know, no then the land totally area is much bigger for us. us going to us going you know having sieges of dual event I don't think really helps you guys anymore but it does boost that event to the 60s numbers yeah, I, which I, I don't think, think like, get so the person if two regions are sharing an event let's mm-hmm. say um, the region that's hosting the event I don't think there's a negative impact to having that be a dual qualifier but right. just bringing more people to your event I think the question is, it's on the other region that's that's using that other mm-hmm. event. Now, my argument would be if if they're not running one, you could still. Wouldn't you want? I would think if you got people that like to travel or don't like to travel, if you had this dual qualifier, maybe you could get them to persuade them to run another tournament. Maybe it's a couple hours away. Then you got two tournaments in your backyard. Yeah. Versus one. I don't know. Yeah, but if you had two tournaments in your backyard, I I think then you run into the. We'll go to these two tournaments and never go anywhere else, which I think is as much like depending on what you're trying to create. One reason we really like the siege is because we didn't know the southeast guys. Mm-hmm. We knew right. northeast yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, no, we didn't know the southeast guys. Came down to there, hung out with Keith, hung out with Tim, and now some of you guys are trickling up to us. Yeah, yeah. And so it creates this reciprocal process. But if we had like a South Carolina event. You guys would be like, we're just going to go to South Carolina event. And then we're oh, you mean because we, we, we would not go to Mountaineer, for example. Right, you we wouldn't. And, and so we've created an event just for that process for those four people down there. But when our major player base isn't benefiting from yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. Know? But I mean, mm. flip side is you're not serving your South Carolina crew, right? I mean, that's Yeah, but they got to serve themselves, right? Okay, yeah. You know? So, like, so the question, though, I guess this is the question. How do you get them to serve themselves? Well, first, I, I mean, think the big thing is they need to come out to an event. 
you can't they run gotta in, come up they gotta come up to yours right it's only six hours up to vanguard right so like you can't complain that there's not an event down to you when you're not willing to go to the event that the people you're trying to draw from so like you can't run well, right because even if you ran an event they're not going to come to your event if you don't attend it's marketing like, yeah, right i can't i can't go to you and say dude Blue City Brawl is way too far, but you should come to Mountaineer, which yeah. is equal distance. Because yeah. you'd be like, Jake, you literally said it's too far to travel, right. and you're asking me to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we ran into that some with some of the smaller pockets would say, you know, a lot of local events, mm-hmm. right? Like like Baltimore is weird because you've got the city and different sides of it. It's about an hour and a half travel to get to the other side because of traffic and whatnot. And so we'd have smaller groups that would say, I don't want to go to that store. That store is only, it's like, it's like 50 minutes away. It's too far to drive for a one day. And then they'd run an event and say, why did none of you guys come down here? We're like, you guys never come out to our stuff. Yeah. And I think that's sort of a... You just got to be the bigger man and be the one that makes the first step. See, and we've done that, and then they still don't come. Okay. Oh. Um, you know, and I think that's the, with the Carolinas right now. There's a lot of people who are casually playing. Like in South Carolina. Come on. Yeah. Like, North Carolina seems to be some players, right? North Carolina has some players, but they haven't quite, quite plugged in. So it's Tony Nelson's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Nelson. But I, I think I think with that, that's where the dual qualifier comes in because it like, right. gives them an option, yeah. but it doesn't give them an option where they're asking prominent players because what it really is is they want the Alex Chavez, the personalities to come to their event because they know they sell it and then they get to meet those guys, but yeah. they don't have to go anywhere to have that happen. Right. Right. And and it's like Siege of Augusta lets us create a massive event on the East Coast that mm-hmm. can rival like Lone Wolf for size. But we don't. Well, have will to, it if Robert's not running anymore? What's, no, it's what's, not going what's to. It'll be tricky, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, maybe you should do it, Tim. Then out of two events, I'd be running. Maybe but, Keith. But can TNT, run a, I think, has the potential to do the same thing. No, we're going to we're going to be captive. Uh, we'll be lucky to have forty. Yeah, uh, we'll see how things go. I mean, fifty, right, is where we're at now. Well, fifty is a really good number. Yeah, I well, we had fifty-seven think, last year. So yeah, we were hoping to break sixty. I think once this you year. pass sixty-five, seventy, you're reaching an almost unwieldy number. There, there's a, there's a burden level that if you have a hundred people, like when I go, when I went to Masters, I was like, there's many people that I briefly said, "Hey, man, how's it going?" And that was it. And yeah. Well, running yeah. an event that gets that high takes a staff. Yeah, you point. need at that point. I can't. Todd can't. Right. You can't run an event no. by yourself at a hundred people. You can't do the scoring, the pairing. More player doesn't necessarily mean better. Oh, right. that's true. And I and I and I'm the type of person that likes the mid size. The mm-hmm. twenty to forty range is my sweet spot. Like for me, TNT I think would be ideal between sixty and seventy. Yeah, that's sixty nice. I think is like my ideal number for some reason. I just love that number because mm-hmm. um, that's like a big event, and it's a small big event. Small big event. And the good thing about I like TNT is our theme. If you want to embrace it and run with it, you're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to embrace it and run with it, it's not going to affect. It's not a negative. It's you're not, not going to hurt. scored on the fact you're not addressing up as a wrestler. Right. It's not going to hurt anything. Right. Um, so I think 60, you get more people willing to jump out and enjoy and embrace the theme. than you know, if we capped it at 30, six people are going to love it. And the other ones might be kind right. of. That makes it. sense. Um, but we'll see. So let's get back to uh, your your awesome Went ticket. Went down a rabbit hole there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's That'll okay. be its own. We'll do that He's as an addendum. Out. Yeah, as so addendum. you're excited. Super excited. Let's um, keep going with you. That so, was that too. How's so, that? And how'd that conversation go? The initial plan and the assumptions was Keith would be winning a trip to England. <laughs> and I would be buying my ticket to go along with him. And, you know, oh, if you win, I'll go. Oh, if I win, I'll go. And then... Uh, I was willing to commit to that because I got nothing else to do. I'm gainfully unemployed. Um, but no, he's not going to be going. What? What you should have done is you guys should have gotten yeah. like a written agreement that you split the costs 
even. So whoever wins pays half the cost of the other guy's trip. Then he definitely wouldn't have wanted me to have gone. <laughs> have you met Keith Randall? That guy pinches a penny tighter than a vice grip. Uh, no, but seriously, I think the big thing was it makes it easy for me to win that trip. I'm single, no kids. Ready to I'm, mingle. I'm an entrepreneur. Here's a question, though. So I can just go. Have they addressed the tax issues yet? No. Because I, I have a little story. I was right. I was I was at a hockey game in Southern California one time, fan appreciation night, and they called my seat number. I'm like, yeah, I want a trip to Mexico. Well, five years later, the IRS came a calling, and it turned out I didn't pay no taxes on that, <laughs> on that and I was spending more on the taxes and the fees than I would have just paying for the trip to begin with. Maybe it's a small scale thing. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think this is necessarily going through the manic books. I think yeah. the Ronnie is just kind of like, just like I'm going to bring it over to staff yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to pay on my credit card. We're good. Yeah. So, Anyways. I mean, the trip's not bad. It's So Ronnie basically told me, we talked about, it, he's like, you're coming to the England. If you want to make a vacation of it, that's fine. Tell me what day you want to come in and what day you want to leave. I'll get you the plane tickets. And then the three nights... For the GT, so Friday, Saturday, he's going to cover your hotel. He'll cover the hotel, and he'll book all of that. So if I wanted to go for a month, he'll buy the two tickets. Yeah, I'm on my own the rest of the time. That's cool. Which I think that's yeah. awesome. He's trying to be very clear, like I'm not paying for everything. I'm like, I get that. I understand. I don't get to come for a month. You're paying for everything. Yeah. And he kept reiterating, reiterating, reiterating. That. <laughs> so I think there were some people who were like, he probably I'm had some forever. legal people walk over and be right, like, Ronnie, right. you haven't like, uh, what if There's someone's no, like, <laughs> uh, this is America. You need all the small print and fine talk on this. Um, so you're a great person to have won that though, because you'll go over there, represent the community great, and you're not just a Texan. So you- <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're not a Texan. That's, that's what you should have said. That's all you had to not leave it at. You're great for this. You're not from Texas. <laughs> but really, because those guys have already gone there. Yeah. So the UK guys have met them and they like them for good reasons. But America is more than just that state. And our personalities yep. and stuff are very, like, it's already bad enough. Most of the world thinks America's only Texas to start with. Right. And then you just reinforce that by only sending Texas over. Right. And they yeah, only go to Lone Wolf, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, now Blue City. Yeah. That, that was amazing, right? I'm, I mean, I'm, that was so I'm trying awesome. to entice them over for Mountaineer. To I would be amazing. Up, I just so. think that's great. Not for this year, but I understand. Yeah. No, it's Dan and John coming so over. Cool. It, was, it was just yeah. awesome. I had invited them last year, and obviously, it's a huge. Commitment. It's a huge commitment. It's a yeah. huge commitment. But what I wanted to express was that uh, they had done Lone Wolf before, and I'm sure they've done Clash of Kings UK. Mm-hmm. They, they've yeah. been to big events. This is the antithesis of big events. It's, right. it's the exact opposite. Yeah. So it's more personable. And you know, when you're beating the crap out of your opponent, you're still having beers and fun mm-hmm. and frivolity and uh, the opening ceremonies. And yeah. So, so you're excited about going? I'm to- super excited. So the weekend that the Clash of Kings UK falls is in between. My family's uh, Oktoberfest and Living Legends GT in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to leave the Monday after Oktoberfest, stay that week, for the and then the GT that weekend, stay another week, so two weeks there, come home, fly into Dallas Friday. And then only have to buy one ticket. And then just buy my one there. ticket back to Nashville from Dallas. I mean, you are a dirty, dirty man. So but we bought you didn't get you buy a ticket last year and then you didn't even use it? He did. My car broke down. My Did you th- hear this story? No. So Give we were a- at Living Legends. But you came anyways, right? No. He wanted me to go to Alamo. Oh, sorry. Alamo. No, I'm getting I'm getting my and he bought me a plane ticket to Alamo right there. Yeah. You get Gibney drunk and he uses freaking flyer miles. Yeah, of course. 
So he got me a ticket from Memphis. That was the other catch is I had to get to Memphis right, first. Right. And then when my car broke down the week before, I was like, well, this is going to be four grand to fix and uh, I won't be able to make it. Yeah. Which after being at the Masters where they host the Alamo, I feel like I missed out. It's a cool place. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a, a, well, Alamo in San Antonio is a cool place. Yes, yeah, it's a, a whole cool city. So I'm going to try to make it back this year. No promises, but I feel like I owe it to give me to go down there and have a drunk weekend. He needs do, people to go with him. Yeah. yeah. Do you know where the Clash of Kings is this year? Have they announced that? Manchester. It's still okay. going to be an element games in, in uh, okay. Manchester. It's the mm-hmm. place, same place they held it last year. Yeah. And the first year, I think. If you have if you have questions about like you know suggestions traveling different things like that because you know I did that in October. Where two? Weeks. Oh yeah, when you went over. Yeah, we were there for two weeks and we went up to. That was York part of his dowry. Down yeah. to. <laughs> and then down to uh, down to London and stuff like that. Rode the trains and went to Nottingham and. Awesome! I'll definitely do that. Stuff. I got to get with Rob on. Some of these army cases he has, I got to figure out how to get the army over there. Yeah, You're the not going to want the cases I'm using. You're going to honestly. You're going to need something different. If you're going to travel <laughs> internationally. Uh, I need something I can carry on. So what yeah. I've been doing is, and this is how I use carry on. So you you know, might be, depending on the size of your army. Jeff Swan's who you need to talk I to. Have, um, I have you know, my carry on luggage. Yep. I have battle foam, foam. Put in the carry on, pack clothes around so it's all packed nicely. You know all the pluck foam, you get extra foam. Yep. Pack that in real nice. Put it over the top. If you're really worried about shaking around a little bit, tape it nice and firm. That's my carry on. That's Easy how I went enough. to Lady Lake. That's how I went here. And that's how I went down. Well, I didn't have to fly down my army to Texas, but yeah. So we'll see how. Well, I'll have to see how it goes, but I'd like to it's get like a nice case man. anyway. It's the poor man's version of yeah. the case. Well, I did it Just in the. Uh, Go ahead. I did it in the Battle Foam uh, file box they make. Okay. With When I went to Texas, and you take the lid off and it fits perfect in the overhead, mm-hmm. but I was only bringing 1,000 points of trolls. Right. Versus now bringing. Yeah. 2000. Depending Jeff, on what you got. Jeff and yeah. Kevin use a tool. There's a toolbox. A toolbox. And they magnetize it. And, and then pull under the seat. Its models are on the sides, the roof. Like literally when you open it, yeah, everything it's all like Tetris in. And they have it all perfectly fitting. Uh, and it works great. So we'll have to see. I got to get my list down. They yeah, that's it. the first thing. It's 2,000 points versus 1995. Now, you have to bring a Mantic Army, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably one of the stipulations. You can't show up with it. Yeah, because well, I, I remember Nick saying the same thing. He, when he came over, he's like, i got to bring a Mantic Army, and he ended up painting a brand new. Ideally, I will be bringing the trolls. I'll just be bringing the, right. the same build, more or less. But, what, six, four months, six months, a lot can change. Meta's changed, man. They Third do. edition comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no longer trolls. No more trolls. A Depticon for you next year, maybe? I'm thinking. That would be a no. No, I, I really he hesitated. I really want to go. Um, I've been talking to my wife a little bit about. I've been wanting to do like a big gesture for my dad. Um, my dad just turned 51, mm-hmm. and um, or 50. I think he just turned 50, and he didn't really want a big 50th birthday. Fair enough. Um, but my dad got me into gaming. He does a lot of. He did a lot of gaming stuff with me. But he's. I'm the oldest of eight. He still has four kids at home that are like kids. So he doesn't have time to do anything realistically, but he would have a blast at like a convention. And so my brothers also like gaming, but again, less time. So I've been thinking about, okay, if I pay for like him to have a trip to Gen Con or Adepticon or Origins with me, make it like father son kind of thing. Yeah. You know, take my brothers to go with Origins is a good choice just because Um, it's a little more accessible. But my dad really likes he he doesn't even necessarily like playing. He likes watching. And he's huge into GW background models so then and Nova. things like that. Now, nah, I don't want to go to Nova. 
Because I okay. want. Yeah, Forget that. We're trying to get him to Adepticon, Rob. I know, Stop I trying to. No, I'm you sorry. don't. Are you coming was, to Adepticon? How I'm about just, these other events? You should well, go I'm there. I'm just saying geographically, but, it's closer to him. Uh, right? Well, and I want to. I want to do the drive out. Like yeah. this is part of the. This is part of the it's experience, part of the trip. right? It's um, a road trip. And so yeah, I've yeah. wanted to go to Adepticon for years. So I, I, I it's, it's all my bucket list. I'm, I'm looking at next year. This year I want to see how this year ran. Um, but depending on how things go with that point with my dad will depend whether or not. Yeah, because if I take him to you know Gen Con, well that's the money for Adepticon. Gen Con is crazy i mean it's, it's but bonkers. i think he'd probably have a better time at adepticon i think i enjoyed it yeah i mean gen con is like you know sixty-five thousand people right well yeah well, i've gone to like anime conventions that are like yeah. sixty thousand. yeah so it's can't yeah. even imagine. i mean but like yeah so many scantily clad women well i think the problem <laughs> with gen con is that they brought out a room in the city of indianapolis and there's no place to put people so now yep. they're using like the football stadium right they bust you over to the football stadium for stuff they bust you, you know, they're, they're using everywhere. Every Where Adepticon's nowhere near that size. was like 10,000? No, no, no. It's like 6,000. It, okay. it is nowhere near. Yeah. No, but, it's all in one But venue, I will say hotel. Adepticon has growing problems because there's no so space. It's not, right. There's no space. Let me back up. It's not like Gen Con in that when you're in the dealer room, you feel claustrophobic. Like, oh, my gosh. You don't feel that. There's no place for um, well, so organized the play. Thing about, like Adepticon would be cool is that I know a lot of people going to that. So, you know. And there's lots. I don't know if there's lots. There, there's probably some role-playing stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly, it's a miniature gaming convention. I have, I have no interest in role Okay, well, I figured your dad and you guys. He might. Play. I mean, maybe. I think I think we'd use it to get him to do some miniature gaming. You know, they have podcasting, how to podcast uh Seminars. Seminars. You trying to try and tell us something here, Rob? <laughs> I can tell you how to get those levels right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I need to get uh, – they have YouTube classes too, like how to do videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to take one of those. I mean, our biggest problem with our levels is that like we've got – Greg and John are using like $100 mics, right? What are they using, like a Blue Yeti? Or yeah, a, bl- a Blue Yetis. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Rossi uses – iPhone headphones with he's the on phone. his cell phone. It sounds like we need a GoFundMe. And then I'm using like forty dollars sound canceling gaming headsets. And so because of that, like no amount of like filtering software is going to get those levels the same because like just the pure quality of the recording is different. And John's been like, "Well, Jake, just buy a hundred dollar mic." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> yeah, I just won't go to an event for another month. There's my hobby budget." Exactly. He's like, "Well, here's how you level it out." An unplugged like, oh, GoFundMe. Yeah. Why can't we make yeah, this a simple. thing? It's simple, dude. <laughs> right. You're going to Depticon next year. Obviously. I am. I feel like I have to go. It would be as rude def- if you did not. As the defending champion. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That'd I be like someone winning the U.S. Masters. How far of a travel is that for you? Is that like eight hours? Eight hours. That's not bad. Uh, but I feel like it'd be like being the U.S. Master, qualifying to go the year after and you won, going. and then being like, nah, screw you guys. I'm staying home. Yeah. But hopefully your victory has advertised the event to the point where we're going to get more participation next year. And whether or not Mantic asks for this, you know, Southeast should keep it as a freaking I think we should. qualifying event. Because I think it, it's it's a nice little touch you can give to Mantic. Because, I mean, Mantic does a lot for us, right? And we also buy their products and we mm-hmm. give them back to them. But, I mean, it's a nice little thing to say, hey, look, we appreciate Ronnie mm-hmm. coming down to Masters and all yeah. the stuff that, he, you know. That was he, very cool. And so I think it's a nice reward. It's just a nice thing. It's, it's a nice gesture. Yeah, the the game we play. This is the event they run. If you want to go to it from our region, it counts. Right. Nothing special about it. Yeah. It's just a score. Exactly. And I think all the regions should really do that. Yeah, but Texas isn't gonna do it. They're never gonna. No, do that. no. They, they're like we we we've debated it, and this year we said let's see how it runs before because you can always use it out of region. So we have the benefit though. It's uh, it's in region, and then we have we still have right. So now we have an incentive to go to Mountaineer. Yeah, right. Or, or to another North. event, and that's that was. 
there was a discussion and basically yeah. we decided we don't have we we, we want to gather more information right, right, right. but i think I mean, this coming up year it's going to be it's going to be dictated to that that will be the, the risk is if you have a bunch of things in all county and region what's the point of having regions at right. Some point, yeah. right yeah so and i think that's that's a good argument mm-hmm. as why like a lot of the big national kings of war events now just aren't automatic in regions for mm-hmm. everybody like you know, lone wolf lady well, here's a crazy TNT. idea why couldn't each region De- designate one. This is our premier event. Our flagship. And, and two things. One is we do everything possible that we will not have a, an event in another region within two weeks of that. You know, like give them like some space. Right. And then maybe. Yeah, also this do- month is yours. Two weeks before, two weeks after. Exactly. Exactly. And then in addition, hey, well, I guess that's hard though because you have eight months and then nine months. I mean, it's not impossible. I don't think that's impossible. Yeah, but I think also part of it is. um. No one wants to schedule stuff, it seems like, in January or December or February. Well, the West Coast gets those ones. <laughs> West Coast and Pacific Northwest. Sorry, guys. Right, yeah. you got to earn the good right. ones. And then also, it could be, an in, you know, all those premier events could also count as uh, in-region. In but I don't know. There's things yeah. to debate and things we'll discuss. So we don't, we don't have masters that counts as in-region. Right, uh, we do. We use that out-of-region. We, 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 we had a long debate about it, and it was the masters that Alex won um, before he won it, and he said... It shouldn't count as in region because then you're not starting with a clean slate. Because well, yeah. it's an invitational. He said it's it basically makes it's it a, harder for if you're not on the Masters to break into the new Masters team. And he said, and if you're a good enough player to make Masters, you'll make it again. We should expect you to play again. It, um, it would almost be better if you're gonna if if you're concerned about. I that. don't know if I fully agree with it, but I see the logic. Well, and I think it makes it more depending on the size. I think a lot of it depends on the size of the your counter argument is obviously. People can't go to a million different events, right? And if they've won the invitation to go to the Masters and they went to it, uh, you got you a hobby budget. You got yeah. a hobby budget. Yeah. You need three that's, to qualify. That's the, that's the flip, right? Yeah. Um, but we we argue basically what we end up deciding was if 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 you know you can't afford to go to the events and Masters was like probably one gonna, yeah. event, then you probably should support an in region event. That was the other right. thing was like if you only can go to two events and one of them is a Masters, we'd rather you go well, your the second other event. Flip be side is how region, do they right? make the Masters to begin with, right? Because right. the argument kind of falls flat in that the first year you didn't have the Masters, right? And right. so you, you made your Masters team not using your Masters because you mm-hmm. weren't there. Well, and then, so Alex won the Masters and we asked him afterwards, we're like, do you still stand behind this? Because we hadn't made an official judgment. This was all behind right, the scenes yeah. discussion. He said, yeah, he said the fact that I won makes me feel even more strongly about because because I don't want to enter it. He could use as out of region, and that's a huge chunk of points for his out of region well, score. You know, another option, and you won't do this. He would never ask this, but you know, like the South has, where the, if you win the Masters, you get the auto and get auto in, and, and that's not. We, we talked about and that's that too. that's something where it kind of mitigates some of that. It's not the whole team, but you yeah, you got a guy that won the event. They're obviously pretty good. You bring back. You know, like your rider. Yeah, it comes back. He's the reigning champion. Yeah, and he doesn't qualify for some reason. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Right. Yeah. So where do we go from here? What's next on the docket? Uh, Vanguard for us. Oh, you're Vanguard GT. Yeah, because we're grudging each other. We are. So um, Tim goes to a lot of events. He doesn't get credit enough. No, he doesn't. Showing up. I'm like, I mean, he's the Shannon. I didn't even know he was going to Debcon. All of a sudden, I hear, Oh yeah, we got three or four guys. I'm like, I got them all to go because I was like, We're good. We're doing this. Let's go. Um, Robert, you're painting a new army. Uh, oh, I'm missing Crossroads because of the UK Clash of Kings. Mm. So that's actually a big. That's actually one of the only reasons why it's like, do I really want to go now? Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. I'm you going. Do. I mean, you've got to. Be real. You've got to. But but um, but you'll, yeah, you'll Vanguard's be, next be for us at a Crossroads. Uh, Discover in region, but really, I'm putting all my attention on uh, TNT. TNT yeah. needs to be big and bad. And bold. I gotta get the pack out. I want the pack out end of this month. So you bought the castle from Ironheart Arsons. I want it at Siege. 
It was the, in the whole raffle. castle? Yeah, there were two. They raffled off two of them, and I won one of them. Oh, that's great. Was uh, Ironheart there ex- exhibiting? or No, they, they gave it to exhibit. Okay. Um, and we did a couple. We didn't play a full demo game. We did, right. like, here's the rules, explained it. Played a couple demo games. Because that's an expensive castle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring it to TNT, get it right. set up. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll get a siege going. But I got to get the I gotta get the pack out. And if people hadn't seen it yet, everyone who signs up, I'm giving out uh, beer can mug glasses for TNT. Beer can or pint glasses? They're pint glasses shaped like beer cans. Okay. Because it's wrestling. Know. Come on. So I can drink my Mountain Dew on it. Yeah, you can because it's, it's a soda can. And I will say, regardless of where we end up with NashCon next year, you know, because we're changing venues, yeah. right? This venue, it's just a really nice venue. It is. It's it's like an extraordinary hotel. And now I realize some of the prices inside the hotel are expensive, but it's... But you can bring outside beer in. Yes. Just so, not, not hard liquor, right? Yep. Yeah. Are, are you going to TNT? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. I'm, I'm like the... Ter- might, that might that might be enough for me to go. I might have to grudge match. Yeah, because I'll actually... You won't be able to hide behind Devlin, because Alex told me I'm not allowed to grudge Devlin. Well, anymore. no, you lost him twice. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're going for the king of BC. Alex, gotcha. Alex told Devlin, he's like, you know you can say no at this point, right? You've proven yourself. Like, <laughs> now it's just a fly eventually, right? You just swat him away. You keep moving. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. We're going to be there in force. We'll probably have... Uh, I don't know. Probably everybody. Seven or eight. Yeah. I messaged or, Alex just an hour ago and said, "Sign up. Are you going to TNT? Because I'm thinking about it. But I, I need to find someone to drive down Absolutely. with me. Yeah. Like yeah. realistically, that's what it is. And Joey lives like he lives like three hours south of me. And so like we picked up Sean on the way to um, Siege, mm-hmm. which was fine. Right. But the problem is like when you're going south, they live like this. And you have and to you get back. come back. And so it adds about like an hour and a half to my drive, give or take, which was fine with Alex in the car for the rest of that. And then I have 45 minutes after that. But, like, if it's just and then three hours after the extra, no. Yeah, Too much. Good. Yeah. And I don't want Joey to break down every scenario with me and how <laughs> different armies interact. And see, him and Ray printed up every single army list in the event. And went over them all. And went over every single first matchup and every single scenario. You know what we talked about on the way to Siege? We talked about Star Wars. We talked about role-playing games. We talked about stupid bands. Sounds like you just recorded an unplugged radio. On right. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, it's fun. So that's why I'm focusing on it's TNT. Yeah, and I hope you guys make it. We'd like to get I, more I, out of region. Yeah. I'd really like to go. I'd really like to you know, show some gratitude because you've been supporting us really hard. So. Well, I'll be up at Mountaineer. Uh, Mountaineer. Uh, Vanguard. Yeah, we've got three or four going to Mountaineer as well. I would have gone to Crossroads. I can't wait to give Rob down. a zero in his paint score. Yeah. He it's not even going to be possible in the rubric and he's going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Show that guy. He's Mammoth. What the hell? What the hell is this? Pink and purple. Get out of here. I mean, to be fair, pink, that's probably going to get like a full. Yeah, yeah, he's not a fan of pink. No. Salmon. It's definitely salmon. Did you see the pants I'm wearing? I saw. Pink heart flamingos and then this nice, this nice rose. I started to like, you know what? It's sort of like. uh, This is a work outfit. The the, the funny part, though, is if you make, if you make. Derogatory comments to inflame him. It only it only makes it worse. It only makes him stronger. It only makes him stronger. What you say cannot hurt me. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys chatting with me. It's awesome listening, and we'll see you next time on. So you did have a pretty well painted army at Adepticon. Yeah, your, stuff, your stuff looks good. I walked. Thank by you. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So they did the uh, Players Choice Awards. Yeah. And by the way, I had the best painted army there, one by one point. But uh, you know, I got a trip to England, so I can't squabble about that no. too much. Well, they're not gonna let you get all the hardware. Yeah, not all the hardware. Gotta, so, give, uh, gotta leave Jeff something. He's got a he's got a very fragile ego. Ducks aren't known for being sturdy animals. That's correct. No. So, anyways, so we're sitting up there. They've got so they do the the two rounds of voting. So 
they took the top six armies, put them up there, and it's stiff competition. You know, Grant Fetter's army was amazing. I think it won the award. It did for player's choice. For player's choice with the elves, all mantic elves, and then he had some GW pterodactyl rippers. Yeah, ripper dactyls, like, and then he had the Oliphant. From Oliphant mm-hmm. it was awesome. Really good job. Jeff Swan was up there. Brian Tucker and his gargoyles, which don't get enough credit. You probably did heard his wife about paint those. Uh, no, not those. Oh, so ones. he painted those. He painted those. Okay. Um, she actually goes back and like tells him what he needs to be fixed and just like built Bert rips him down and builds him back up. And Some then people me. like that. Some people pay for that. Yeah, he does. He probably does. He pays. Trust me, he pays for it. So anyway, so I'm standing there and this guy is talking to Jeff and he's looking at all the armies and Jeff's like, you know what? First off, if you ever see Jeff in these situations, he's always telling you why his army is the best out of all of them. <laughs> so he's like yeah which ones do you like which ones do you like and, he, and the guy's like well i really like these ones i really like this one and he's standing right in front of my army and i'm just waiting for him to say something because i'm gonna i have like a note card with my name on it ready to go i'm just gonna hand it to him tell him to turn it in for his vote and he's like yeah i don't really like this 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 yellow is just pure garbage this army is just not good at all compared to these <laughs> other ones um, and then he goes off and starts talking about which one he likes and i'm just sitting there like this mother <laughs> yeah. yeah garbage garbage so later that night uh we're at mantic night and i'm sitting there and i'm talking to uh robert and keith and brian i'm like this guy's he was bragging on my army and brian was like yeah it was ridiculous and i point him out and robert brandon's like that's mark Zelensky. that's the counter charge <laughs> guy <laughs> i'm like what the heck? sure enough there he is, laughing at everything inappropriately. <laughs> so I have a so new... Is a, is, so what did you learn? He doesn't know how to paint? Apparently he has no at... taste, no class. <laughs> Countercharge is all a myth. But I have a new favorite host. I only listened to his episodes. Now I'm never listening to his episodes. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. We're going to get you on the list builder studio, out. too. Yeah, do I, I don't want to do it without Jeremy because... We That's got like Jeremy's a, baby, right? It is, and then we got we have like a specific low. Yeah, I got a couple. Well, well you know, I, he's I know he wants to talk about my herd list. Got he's already goblins. signed on for our, our army builder studio, in which we talk about how you build an army. Let's right. do it. Well, hey, and I'm the, really, I'm really excited. This is, you know, we've been giving Keith a lot of crap, but he signed on with Mike Austin to do the Elf Army review. Yes, and then it's because mm-hmm. we don't just do one, right? We go big. We already have an missile review that's coming out. We're doing Ratkin. Ooh, and we got so Josh Rosado. Okay, this is a good one. Ray. Oh, I was going to say we got Ray, right? And Corey Reynolds. Oh, oh good. Is that like the holy trifecta? That's a power cast. That's right? a power yeah. cast, man. That's a power uh, play right there. Right? Yeah, They're going for it. I'm like, it's this is going to be some good stuff. And and I'm not like putting timetables on it. They'll be we'll do one when we're ready. Whenever mm-hmm. we're ready. And uh, yeah, Keith excited, seems excited about it. Uh, I we give I give Keith a lot of crap. But he's he's going to be on Unplug Radio once I finish here's the, the um, book here's the thing. People right probably good. Yeah, no, he, he's big into that wheel of time. Wheel of time. Yeah, yeah he, he loves it. He, he, this this son of a. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> ching ching. So I said uh, I'm going to read the Wheel of Time series, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been talking about it. I said that's my New Year's resolution. Everybody on the podcast was like, "Oh, why would you read that?" Robert Jordan. It's one of Keith of you know favorite series. He's super excited. He messaged me, "Dude, this is awesome. I'm doing it with you. I'm rereading it with you." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. That's cool." Thinking that you know, like I'm a librarian, I read a lot. I can read pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. So he messaged me. He's like, "How far are you along?" I started a couple weeks after you were here. And I was like, "Well, like halfway through book one." And I was like, "Where are you?" He's like, "I'm through book five. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> well, and that's had, all he's reading. Right. Right. You're reading no. everything. But no. So what it is is he has downtime in his work where he can read for like 15 minutes here and there. Right. I'm not allowed to read at work. You're in a job where that's literally what you do. I'm not allowed to do it because it's a stereotype. So they're super concerned about like 
the public sees you reading that looks like you're not working, right? So I'm allowed to flip through a book to look at the, like, you know, does this meet the literary merits? But I can't actually read it. At work. Yes. So I can't read in 15 well, good thing you don't read. You just, you just look at graphic novels, right? Right, right. Yeah. So that's why it's taking long. So he finished the series already. Yeah. He, he fully finished it. I'm not even through book four. He's an attorney. Four. Like, his career is it's, based it's on just reading. reading. Yeah, he yeah. can just, like, speed read Yeah, he just, right, he just right, read right. through it super fast. I kept messaging him, like, where are you? Like, book 10? I said, jokingly, he's actually on book 11. Thanks like, for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.